Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It's the June 17th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's Friday. The NBA Finals are in the books. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. And Game 2 of the Stanley Cup is coming up tomorrow night. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it helps us to know you're out there, and it helps you to get the latest episodes. Please share the show with your uh, friends and family if they love sports like you do. Also, if you're sick of supporting the big the big websites out there, we offer you umyasports.com. We curate content from the socials, from local sites around the webs. We bring everything together. We curate it for you so you don't have to go see things that you don't necessarily want to see. We do that for free. We do that free from ads. Go check it out, umyasports.com. We're also on Twitter, at umyasports. We are a a podcast and a, a site that is for fans, by fans. John and I, big fans. You, big fans, I assume. And uh, we want to uh, hear from you. So Twitter is the way that we can do that. So please jump over there. Give us a a follow. Let us know that you're out there and uh, we'll talk. All right, John, how are you, man? Doing well. How are you? I'm excellent. What did you think? I got to start here. What did you think about game six of the NBA finals and the outcome? I know you had the Celtics going all the way. I'm sure that was disappointing. But hey, pretty good call to get them all the way to the finals. Uh, given where they were earlier in the season, um, but impressions of the uh, of the game, it wasn't uh, a real close one most no. of the time. Yeah, it, it, we talked about it on the podcast uh, on Wednesday, and I mentioned this: uh, the Celtics needed to stop uh, Golden State and play the best defensive game they've ever played, and for the most part, they really didn't do that. Curry got hot pretty much at the beginning of the game, never cooled off. Wiggins played extremely well. Poole played well. Clay Thompson played well. Everyone, you know, did their piece and helped them dominate. And if you watch the game, I mean, everything went right for the uh, for the Warriors. I mean, they were getting uh, steals. The Celtics kept turning over the ball. They yeah. could. The Celtics legitimately could knock down not knock down a shot defensively, especially at the end of that game. I mean, we were talking about when we watched it last night. I'm like, why are we just sitting there in the middle of the court while there's three perimeter shooter, shooters just you know, yeah. wide open for any an easy bucket. And there was a, there was a lot of time in that fourth quarter to come where, back. Yeah, well, also where where Golden State wasn't making any shots. Right, that's what I mean. Like they yeah. were on a little bit of a dry spell, and the Celtics were in perfect position. Not, yeah, they they got capitalize. to the rack. They got to the rim. Just you know, were missing all their shots, and that was just kind of a testament to you know the entire game. I watched like the first three quarters of the game afterwards, just kind of as a replay. I mean, you didn't have to watch past, you know, this first half to understand what happened. The Celtics immediately out of the gate started with turnovers. They had guys wide open, not a guy even close to him, and they just missed the three. And that was Jason Tatum taking the shot and Grant Williams taking the shot. And those guys are both great perimeter shooting teams or players. So, I mean, honestly, Golden State deserved to win this game. Uh, the Celtics, I think, played the worst they've played in this entire playoffs in this game. It was not a good performance. They were not playing as if their playoff hope uh, or playoff life depended on the win, which it did. Uh, and so they kind of just fell apart at the seams a little bit. And now everyone's wondering about Jason, you know, Jason Tatum and his future. Is he actually the player that's necessary to help him win? All that stuff. But I just think it's more of this, you know, this this Golden State team. And ever since the, the Lakers knocked him out of the play-in tournament, Due to some, you know, bad calls, um, 
couple years ago, I thought the Celtics would be or the Warriors would be at this point because I think with the with the Warriors, the squad is they have veteran talent and then they have younger guys that are just coming in and learning from from what they have and they and they end up dominating. Um, I think this is you know the beginning uh, of something you know really good for the Celtics or for this Warriors team. We don't know how much longer you know Draymond or Clay Thompson will keep playing, especially after winning you know the fourth title or whatever the case may be. But uh, forever long, they have Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, Wiggins, Looney, as as long as they have those guys just, you know, sitting and being able to be used at any point, they'll be, you know, a dominant force for the rest for a while. But as, if you're looking at the Celtics, I think the Celtics need to work on turnovers. Uh, that's just something that they have to do uh, if they want to have success in the NBA. Um, but I, I do I do I count them out from going on to the playoffs again next season? No, I think they're in a really good position. I think they've got great players. I think they're a good defensive team. Uh, I just think they fell short, and I think when you're playing the Warriors, you're playing, you know, arguably the, one of the best franchises in, in the NBA at this point. I mean, the, they're just a dynasty at this point. They keep winning over and over and over again. So playing them is going to be a challenge, I mean, no matter who you are and no matter how good you truly are. So I think they'll be back. I think they didn't have to work on some stuff. Um, that was kind of like the first season for them. A great first season for their first, you know, first year head coach who's never coached before in the NBA. So a lot of positive on both sides. But if you look at this game alone, I mean, the the Celtics they had a you know quite a few up and downs uh, throughout the throughout the uh, NBA playoffs. It's sad to see him go this way, but I feel you know extremely you know. I'm glad for Curry and what he's able to do and for Clay Thompson coming off that injury an ACL injury for two years being out and then coming back in and then playing the way he's been playing. Uh, this team is going to be a very scary team to play. I don't care how good, you, how good that team is. Uh, Curry cannot like legitimately cannot be stopped. I mean, the entire playoffs, he was on fire and really didn't cool off except for one game where the Celtics got him on an off night where I would actually do some good defense again. But honestly, um, you know, everything fell right into the hands of the Golden State Warriors. All they had to do was pick up the pieces and, you know, just dominate. And they stayed, you know, 10 to 20 points in front of the in front of the Boston Celtics in, in, in this game. And I also saw an interesting stat that said this was like the only p- finals that was this, that all the games were decided by more than single digit uh, single digits. Every single one of them was a little more than 10 points. And uh, in, in this game, that was no different. So. It was either you're going to win by a lot or you're going to lose by a lot. And unfortunately, the Celtics forgotten and got on the losing side of things. But yeah, great series, great final, great way to end it. Um, Curry, you know, brings in the audience. I saw yep. something like he brought in, John Moran brought in like a couple million. He brought in like, I can't even remember the number, but he brought in so many more than John Moran. So, you know, Curry, as long as he's in the playoffs, the NBA playoffs will have tons of viewership. There you go. All right. What he's able to do. All right. So I want to just kind of stick around the NBA probably for the entirety of this episode. Uh, you know, you know, finals are done. Yes. We're going to probably go into a little bit of a, you know, slower period of time for for NBA talk. And it just sort of co- coincides with the need to talk about football <laughs> and uh, what's going to be coming up here in the next month as – Training camp start kicking off and players start reporting and uh, all kinds of fun stuff starts happening within the NFL. So let's stick to the NBA for the rest of this episode, if that's cool with you. Sounds awesome. All right. So James Harden, you know, he joined the 76ers sort of late and, you know, was a part of their playoff run. Uh, but they, uh, they, the 76ers appear not convinced that he should stick around for the long term. Um, USA Today report. 
James Harden is uh, expected to sign a shorter extension. Yeah, they don't want to give him the max four years. Would year, you? Four year, no, absolutely <laughs> you? not. After that? I don't really even think, like, if they hadn't done what they did to themselves and traded that gigantic trade package and all that stuff hadn't happened and James just, Harden came in a yeah. little more naturally, I would not have kept him. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think of this season, things would be completely different for the 76ers team. I don't even think he'd be in the future. But because of everything they did, the NBA GMs and NBA owners refuse to look like they made a huge mistake and they will do everything in their power to make it look like they didn't make a huge mistake and they will keep James Harden, even though that's probably you know not a great decision uh i completely agree I, I i don't think this needs to be unpacked too much because i think you know everyone's talking about how james harden didn't play that great in the nba finals i'm not the type of person that's gonna you know berate a player because i don't play and if i did play i'd be a thousand times worse but uh i i just think it's one of those things where i i james harden played great for the rockets and they went to the Nets, didn't play great, and now he's in the 76ers. It might be near the end of his career. It might be thinking about, you know, getting the next chapter of things. Uh, but the 76ers, I don't know what you're doing, honestly. We talked about it on, I think it was Wednesday. They're shopping around, you know, 95% of their players that they have left, their best players that they have left, and then you're just going to be stuck with James Harden and Joel Embiid and hopefully some decent players to go around with him. But I think that move about, you know, Thiable and... Um, Gosh, uh, Denny Green and uh, what's the last guy's name? Uh, Tobias Harris. The reason these guys are even on the market is just a desperation thing because they can't get rid of James Harden. They have to keep him. They've got to right. sign him because right. they already did what they did. So then now they're trying to feel like, they're trying to pick up the pieces tied. a little bit and like how do we you know put this back to the way it was without being able to rewind time? So that's a difficult situation for them to be in. However, you do have a great center. And you have okay point guards. Now you just kind of have to figure out everything else that, you know, falls around them. But I think Tobias Harris should not be traded. I don't think that'd be a good decision. I don't know. I think you also could be looking at the seventy or at the, at the Suns. Maybe you could get a deal with for uh, for Aiton. They're interested in like a um, like a sign and trade deal for him. So getting your foot in the door there. I think Aiton is probably one of the best centers. Besides Joel Embiid, or those big guys, those bigger guys that you hear about all of the time, I think his ability uh, and his his ability to grab rebounds defensively and get those mid range points shots, I, I think he's one of the best players that the Suns have. We'll talk about in a little while that I think they made a huge mistake by even letting him seek a trade or look around. So I think that's a huge mistake. But if you're the 76ers and you're a 76ers fan, uh, it's going to be a long time, long off season for you as you try to you know, pick up some pieces of stuff that was in a perfect position up until the end of the season because you guys, the desperation got to them. And as an NBA franchise, you never want to act out of desperation. You only want to act out of necessity. There was no need to go after James Harden. I know you got Ben Simmons was, you know, dragging his feet, didn't want to play, but you can resort to fines. You can bench him. It does. There's so many other opportunities that you had than to send into the nets and let them figure out, you know, what's going on and have Kevin Durant, possibly Kyrie Irvin, or Irving and uh, and Ben Simmons all on the same team plus Curry and the other guys you left that's just you know it's a whole other animal that I'm kind of upset about but 76ers don't blame you at all if you don't want to sign James Harden to a big t- long-term deal because you also need to be able to you know put your money into other players you don't want to be stuck at inside one player that you know is not going to give you the production that you need because we've already seen it with the Nets so uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about there other than it's the beginning of a very long offseason <laughs> yep Indeed. We'll see where they go with it. Uh, but the Mavericks and the Rockets have made a trade. Is that right? Yes. What happened? They sent... Oh, let me look at the deal because it's 
it's quite a long deal. They they sent uh, I I know Boban was in, attached to the deal, um, but let's see here. Oh, they're getting so Boban's moving they, to the Rockets. Yeah, the Boban's gone. Sterling Brown, Ooh. Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris all went to the Rockets in exchange for Christian Wood. Okay. Uh, oh, and the Maverick Mavericks also gave a twenty sixth overall pick. Got it. So they sent quite a few people away. However, I don't hate the move. I think that's a, you know, a good idea to get a guy besides, I think Powell is their center at this point. Now you add another guy with Christian Wood who has a you know, good skill set and can help you. I think at this point, the, the Mavericks aren't really in desperation mode at all. I like how they didn't trade any of their star pieces or their young star pl- talent away. They just traded some of the pieces that didn't really play last late last season and and you know, trying to help themselves get you know past this little hump that they're in, and I think I think it's a correct move. Uh, I I think if you look at it, I th- I think Christian would be able to be do a lot of good for him and try to help him out. I mean, you already have Luka Doncic, you already have um, Dinwiddie, you already have Finney Smith, you have good three point shooting players. That's not the problem at all. A new center. Uh, you know, a, a defensive guy like that, I think that would do you some good. So ultimately, I think it's just, you know, right now, Mavericks are one of those teams that is kind of sitting on the edge of being really great and getting to the finals and being a mediocre playoff team. And I think they're to make these little plays that don't seem too splashy, but are able to help them and kind of make everything come to a point and get kind of come to a head a little bit here so i like the move i like it that it wasn't one of those moves where a bunch of superstars weren't leaving teams to go to a different team and it was just kind of more of a quiet trade uh you probably maybe didn't really hear about it or they didn't give it much time or attention but to get another center like that that you know can stay healthy can play because bobon at the end of the season i remember he was on the bench a lot i don't know exactly why i think it was probably an injury because otherwise why would not play but so that's kind of nice to add another guy in there um so i like the trade all right you mentioned ayton um What's your opinion about that potential loss for the Suns if he were to move on? Yeah, like I mentioned, I think it's you know a huge loss for him because the Suns team is talented. I just feel like they're in a situation where they're going to have to make some moves. And losing eight, as soon as I saw that they did not offer him a contract extension at the beginning of the season, I was like, why? Why would you not do that? Because Yes, he's not going to be the most talented center from for from the sh- uh, three point standpoint, um, but at the same time, his ability to get rebounds, his ability to shoot the mid range shot, those those abilities are you know you need them, especially for the type of team you have, which is mostly three point shooting. But also, Aiden can help in the paint with helping Chris Paul or you know bail him out of trouble or you know these guys. But you are you're great from three point range, Cam Johnson. Uh, Devin Booker, these guys can shoot from deep. Chris Paul can gotta get inside and play his, you know, play his position there. But at this point, you lose him. Maybe you get Miles Turner, but they look like he wants to stick around. Maybe you get a Raptors player, which I heard is one of the destinations that he could go, along with Detroit as another option. So he could go to a different team. But if you lose him, I start to question this Suns team from a standpoint of how far can they really go? Because I think Aiden is as important as every other player on the Suns team. I could be completely wrong, and they could be completely fine when they let him go. But in my opinion, what he's able to do and how helpful he is, because I think in a lot of times with NBA, we all look at the splashy players, the Luka Doncic, the Devin Booker, the uh, the Steph Curry, um, 
you look at these guys, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, these guys that can shoot the three and can make the you know great fancy footwork play, but we kind of look past the players like uh, Aiden or Robert Williams. These guys that are great either defensively or getting rebounds or you know shooting the getting have getting the high percentage shots, which are just as important as the three. Uh, if you can have a guy that can get that consistently for you, you're going to win a lot of you know win a lot of basketball games. And if they're going to say, okay, you can walk, maybe you can get a better center that may be a little bit better defensively and maybe it'll be a little bit better at shooting the three, but you're not going to be getting a player that knows your team and, and is playing that well for you and has already kind of fit that mold so well. So I think it's a huge mistake to say, okay, Aiden, you know, you can go, we'll give you a sign and trade deal, not because you want to leave, but because we're not willing to sign you. And I feel like that's one of those things. Why would you not value that? And I think in a lot of ways, the NBA has always been this way, but I feel like that Suns have no need to switch completely into this direction of getting, you know, seven foot tall centers that can, you know, clog the paint and can, you know, reject every shot. And, but at the same time, you're going to sacrifice one thing for another. Maybe they're great defensively, but terrible shooting, or maybe they're better at shooting, getting rebounds, but not as great defensively. And I think if you look at the Suns, they're already so great shooting and, and they're fine defensively, but I just, I don't see it being the best move in their interest to, you know, to get rid of him to a different team because I believe if he goes somewhere like maybe Detroit or maybe like the Raptors or something like that. I think he can have success. I think he's going to, you know, play well wherever he goes, but I just prefer him to kind of stick around and, you know, in Phoenix because I think he could do a lot of good for him. But around the league, there's a lot of teams that need him uh, or need a guy like that that they can maybe think about, you know, switching in for. So it's going to be interesting uh, to say the least. Maybe they can talk to the Jazz about maybe doing a sign and trade deal and maybe send some of your other players with him and get Gobert to clog up the pain for you. But honestly, I just don't agree with this decision by Phoenix, and I think it's going to be a huge loss. All right. That will do it for today. It's Friday. This means it's time to go enjoy the weekend. Yes. Right? We got, like I said, a lightning avalanche game tomorrow night. Uh, that is game two of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and that's about it, right? It's yeah. like a baseball going baseball, on. Yeah. But no more basketball. Basketball is done. All right. Cool. Thanks for hanging out, talking sports. Listeners, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Please uh, tune in on Monday for more of the same. Thank you. See you. God bless.